I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to uh, Unashamed. Jay's, <laughs> have you ever bought a lottery ticket? Oh, yeah, I knew y'all were going to go here. I confess we my... We talking lottery. He, uh, he confessed his sins during the break did, in between the did. two podcasts. Well, I got... And now, it, I'll give you the context. So when the lottery got up to, well, it was like $900 million, And a buddy of mine, we got together and played cards, and he went and bought 20... 20 I don't even know what they're called. This is how unfamiliar I am without it was. It was Powerball. Powerball. Yeah. Which, so I thought you actually got little balls with numbers on it. And they're like, no, you just get numbers on a sheet of paper that they run out of a computer. <laughs> then they put these balls. Not everybody a, got their own ping pong balls. Uh. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, I missed it. <laughs> but uh, so I, I was way off on that. So yeah. I said, and he said, if we win. I said, we, I didn't pay any money. I was like, do you, what are you wanting to split it? Is this a temptation? I was, he's like, no, I bought them for us. It's just, yeah, it's a buddy of mine. He's kooky. He's saying you're in. He's like, you're in. And I'm like, okay. Which then I was nervous. Cause I, I thought, well, if we really win, I mean, 900 million, that, that, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's going. You're going to give me. Everybody. Four hundred and fifty million dollars. Because the government's going to take half. That of it. you paid for. It. And look, you know, so you know where he got me. He went where we're at in Luke, Luke nine. He's like, no, I'm going to pay the price. You know, for your, for your benefit. It's like you know that's biblical. I was like, okay, all right, fine. Well, I'm going to hold you to that now. <laughs> if we. So anyway, we lost. So, but the next time I saw him, I said, did anybody win? I, I figured since I didn't hear back, we must have lost. Yeah, that's one. If you would have won, you would have known because that would have been the and, first. And for the record, you know, he said, well, we, we won $14, which I was like, how is that possible? He said, well, it's complicated. But so, so he spent $20. One fourteen. Got me in it. Then we won 14 he didn't give me seven dollars because so, he was down twenty. Well, yeah, we didn't discuss that, but I didn't ask for the seven dollars. I thought that would have been a little cheap. <laughs> Since he was willing to give so, you a half a billion dollars, yeah, so you the thought, next hey, time, I keep the seven. So the next time I saw him, generous. yes, four, seven bucks—that's yeah. too much. Right. So, yeah. so then I finally took the lottery plunge. So some of our our. Pharisaical listeners, well, they they probably oh, just they turned just us off. You off the list because I saw him because I thought, well, I'm gonna be. I said, did anybody win it? And he's like, no. I was like, so what's it up to now? It was like a billion dollars, and so I'm like, here's twenty bucks. We'll split it. Go buy some. So we lost. We didn't even win fourteen dollars. <laughs> you just lost twenty. So we're negative. 26. Would you at least admit, Jace? Would you at least admit that that's gambling, though? I mean, because you said you don't gamble yes, when you're playing I don't cards, gamble. but that's but that, that is. is flat out gambling, one hundred percent. However, I felt like it would be poor stewardship to you know a man with that I, I have resources, and if it gets to a billion dollars, so now my wife is going to hate that I'm going to share this because I thought about this once I took the plunge with the twenty dollars. What happens if you win? Because you're pretty. What happens lucky if I win? Person. According to Sai, you're the luckiest person in yeah. the world. She said, "Well, you don't need. We don't. You don't need to buy a lottery ticket." I thought she's fixed to give me. I have my uh, casting lots 
ready for yeah. the, you know, for my rebuttal. I was like, hey, they cast lots. They gambled, you know, put it in the hands of God. But no, I wasn't going to do that for real. But she said, well, the most miserable people on the planet are those who win the lottery. I mean, it's just a proven fact. And they, so, at 100% I'm gain weight, which we talked about that. In the, so I don't buy a lottery ticket. I, I, I'm at my limit. I can't gain any more weight. So. Well, everybody's after the money. Then they pursue all this. These fit, they think that. A lot of them know, go bankrupt, yeah, believe it or buying not. Buying new cars are going to make them happy. So I said, well, no, I've thought about this. Once I put the $20, I had to come up with a plan that I thought was spiritual. I said, I'm going to use that money immediately. All the money will be spent. By the time the word gets around that I have it, it's all gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it never happened. Land, charity, kids, missions, it literally will just leave immediately. So that's my plan. Like it or cousins. love it. Or, cousins. What about cousins and brothers? What about brothers? <laughs> By the time you figured out I want it, if you didn't get the call, it's gone. <laughs> I'm, that's why I'm asking now. Before you win it, you did so not say, mention brothers or cousins. And you're going to know where you rate on Jesus' list, whether when you find out he won. Because if you're hearing about it in the newspaper, Duck Dynasty's Chase Robertson won the lottery. It's too late. You got yeah. nothing. It, 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 well, if he does win, I can promise you one thing, and I know about it. I will. You will never call me and not get an answer. I will answer every time you call, Jace. <laughs> So y'all can send your emails to Zach if you want to discuss it. But I know the reason for my philosophy on getting rid of all that money, because I know Luke 6 is here. I mean, true, true greatness is found in humility. And Jesus said, blessed are you when you're poor, blessed are you when you're hungry. So, I mean, I'm saying, yes, I entered that arena, but I was going to put that money to use immediately and it would all be gone. That way... It would stop all the people from trying to come and get it, knock me in the head. Yep. And every frivolous story you've ever heard that may come up, and I would just immediately get rid of it all. Well, I guess people have gotten a little bit wiser because I've noticed the last few that have won, you know somebody won, but then it usually takes weeks before they form a corporation or whatever they're doing to shield themselves from what you're talking. Well, yeah, because I asked him when he bought. You got to get a trust. Yeah, you get a, You put it in. A, you put it in a trust. That's how you hide it. Well, they or you can buy it. Or you can buy it in Mississippi. Look, look who's been thinking about it. So you've been thinking about this. <laughs> He's got a whole no, got game plan on the thing. But, but who's the who's the spirit? Where's the better spiritual reaction? When you said the word hide it, I'm out. <laughs> Because <laughs> sinful behavior is one thing, and we need the cross to save us. But the cover-up is always, what are you going to do with it? That's right. You're going to walk by and look at your pile of cash? I mean, is that what you're going to do? No. The love, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. He's right. That's right. Exactly. True. So there you go. I'm sure, you know. And what would happen to the guy that won the lottery? But that night, his very soul was demanded of him. So you know. Well, I mean, we better have it all we're worked out. To get, didn't we just read what good is it for a man to gain the whole? But world? I would agree with Jace. It would be fun to give that money. Well, I have people that, that I know. Al, people I, like Larry Bowles over in Athens. We have we have that gene in our heritage. And uh, Exhibit A, you know, my mom, and I was going to use you for an example. I mean, there is a fear out there that I brought up before that 
people have, and it's it's the fact that they, you know, would die and have money left over. They don't want that. That's right. And so my mom is is one of those people. Yeah, and and she trained me the same way. Yeah. Our philosophy is the person who dies penniless is perfect timing. So, <laughs> and so we we probably will have nothing. There was a guy I won't say his name, uh, a well known guy in the area of West Monroe. And he told me one time he, he's passed on now, but he said my goal is to die two million dollars in debt. So he actually wanted to die in debt. <laughs> so he can just get him in the end, right? He's just like, yeah, I you, want to you die. Can get he there, said, he, you can get there pretty quickly if you're not careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't have don't to try to do, do that. that. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave other people having to pay my debts. All right. So we got good news. We're, we're in Luke 9, and we've been talking about the transfiguration. Man, we got into some great stuff in the last podcast. Oh, and I had a phone call last night. This yeah. is my second phone call in... I guess ever, in, in, but it's happened in the last two weeks that my dad had a phone conversation with my wife, and now there's been two of them. Two in, so, in less than a month. In less than a month. That's correct. Because I was fishing, and the, you know, they tried to call me. I, did, I don't take my phone fishing usually. Yeah. So then Phil called Missy, and I think through Kay the first time, but eventually he got on the phone because there was some confusion. And then he called her phone while we were watching a movie, and she's like, your dad is calling me to talk to you. And I was like, bizarro world. <laughs> so I finally uh, convinced Phil to use the Internet. I mean, he wouldn't do it because he, he doesn't know what that is. But yeah. he's like, look up at Joe Sevis and see what he had to say about the transfiguration. Yeah. I heard some, some guy on my way out Sunday morning teach to, to, to go to preach the gospel and i heard him he mentioned who is this guy oh you heard him on the radio he, he, on a preacher no he's just one of these preacher shows oh you're watching tv yeah i just turned on i just saw him usually some of them are preaching a sermon for about 30 minutes so i just turn them on to hear what they have to say yeah but this guy was quoting josephus and i got to thinking i said you know at the transfiguration if Josephus at least mentioned it, this guy was saying he did. But uh, but y'all did a little research. He did not. He I did have not, not found it I, yet. I will I'm share. I'm not computer savvy, but I, but I would like to hear somebody who was was monitoring what was being said during the time frame when the kingdom of God first arrived. I just okay. wanted to know was was anybody there to document that. Well, Josephus was there. Well, I'll, after the break, and we'll have uh, a special guest once again. Well, he's no longer a guest. He's just part of the team. Yeah, he's a, he is a he is an unashamed podcast contributor. That's we'll have Larry Bowles after the break, and I will share the three instances. Well, there's a lot of references by Josephus because that that call. Caused me to study this for about three hours last night. You're, you're welcome. Because uh, I knew how you rolled. I said, yeah. I said, let me put this on Jace because Jace is computer savvy. I'm not, but I'd like to hear of someone what they thought about when they were writing the script. You know, and no telling what what all he had. Well, for clarification, though, Phil, you misspoke. Compared to you, 
Oh, I'm a computer geek, but I'm not computer savvy. I'm way down at the bottom. I love that Dad, even after all these years, still knows how to manipulate Jace. All he's got to do is plant that brain worm in there. Jace, I got a problem I can't quite solve. And I got at least a three-hour attempt. I tried to see what Joe Josephus was up to. I will give you the Jesus seventy-seven. Dad can still pull it off. When when Jace was young, he'd say, "Boy, look at Jace." Picking, I know he was. He picking up Jew. all that weight, man. Oh, yeah. He's impressive. I know he was a Jew, just from what I've been able. to He read. was from around. We'll ask Bowles. He probably knows. Yeah, Bowles thirty-seven to one hundred, so he was in the right time period. And I did find. I, I took out three sections. But one of them is very controversial. Of but he was a yeah he was a Jewish historian yeah so he's he was documenting a lot of this from a Jewish perspective. That's yes. what I wanted. And, and to, he was that's not what I wanted to see. And he was not a believer, as from far on, as what I read. So you have to take that. Yeah, it's a great. It, a great he he wasn't. It wasn't like he was a a um, anointed writer of the Bible. He was, but he was a historian. And well, we'll talk about it. Let's let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll bring Bowles in and we'll get his take on Joe Seaver. How would they know that? This is going to be. It just didn't really lively. fit. You yeah, know that's what I'm saying? Yeah. It well, be. I'm going to read you both versions. I mean, let me get my presentation. I'm about to be riveted again. I think. We're riveted. <laughs> uh-huh. We're yeah, back. We We're yeah. back uh, on the podcast. We got Larry back in the house. Larry, welcome again. Thank you. Thank you. You never really laughed. I never really. I, they still, you're just sitting I over just there. Step out and you know, act like I reappear. That's right. So. Then we I feel like I'm in front of Congress at a hearing. <laughs> Over <laughs> testify. So, so start, start with this. I'm being investigated. You, if you could have a little meeting, talked about a gathering, and Matthew was there. I said, Matthew, let me ask you something. I said, you were there during the time frame on all this, and you watched this go down. We got some people now that are quoting some guy. He's not in here. We can't find him in here. But 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 history says he was here, and his name was Josephus. Matthew, you, you, you heard anybody? He's, he's Jew. He's a Jew. Have you ever heard of him? Then I would just go down the line. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Did I, have you ever heard of this guy, Josephus? Well, but here's my I point. would just like to know because it— But, if, Phil, if they it's say, not— Oh, we've heard of him. Yeah, he's, he's around, but he's not, not writing in well, the Bible. Jo, right. Josephus was not an inspired writer, you know. That's right. So what my point is— I did this three hours of research. None of this was overwhelming to me other than the fact that he does mention him. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, uh, you know, there's a lot of debate. And most scholars took this excerpt that I'm fixed to read to you and said, this looks like he said something about Jesus, but then it was influenced through the years by Christian interpreters to make it more like the Bible. Mm. And so I'm just telling you, I'm just reporting that I took that to mean if most scholars are saying, no, he didn't say that, then what I'm fixed to read to you has to be taken in that light. These other two excerpts I'm going to read, all the modern scholars said, oh yeah, that's because they're looking at his writing in a way more in-depth way than Look, I spent three hours reading through this. Well, this and this is this is a, an entire field of study. We're talking biblical authenticity and textual criticism, exactly. In in antiquity, 
And so when you're comparing, you know, biblical writings with contemporary writings of that same period, yeah, this, this is this where is, Josephus. Yeah, this is. Out. I'm not qualified, but I'll just give you my 2023 take on it. So this, this is, is the most three-hour take. This is the most. But, let me, but, but hold on, but let, before, before you go there, let me just give one caveat. <laughs> Good grief. Go uh, we'll now recognize. This is this, a hearing of we'll Congress. Not, we'll now about. recognize the representative from North Carolina. <laughs> uh, I yield my time to you. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I think, I think I will agree with what you're going to read, Jace, but um, that if you are to use the same scrutiny on any other work of antiquity to Larry's point mm-hmm. that that we would use for the Bible like you like or or vice versa like the, the people use a, a, a the criteria and the level of critique and scrutiny and skepticism that people approach the Bible with as opposed to any other work of antiquity it's, it's not it's it's not it doesn't even compare there's way right. more historical um evidence for everything that the Bible talks about this is one of several many uh, extra biblical sources that we can pull from, and not all of the quotes to Jace's point are going to be 100% accurate, but some of them are. So I, I wanted to just set it up with that. No, you're right. And some of what I read was on Wikipedia. Thank Wikip- you, Senator. Uh, some of what I read <laughs> was on Wikipedia. And look, you, any one of us can put something on Wikipedia. I mean, it's on the internet. Uh, th- this could be wrong. So take that for what it's worth. So here's the most controversial, most talked about, most famous quote from all these writings of Josephus. And look, I could have spent three months reading all this about Jewish wars and different things, which I skimmed a lot of this, but I just wanted to cut to the chase. Because you're cut to the chase, Jace. Thank you. So this (laughs) is the Testimonium Flavianum Flavianum (laughs) Let's just go with Flavian. Testimonium Flavianum. Flavor. Let's go with the flavor of Josephus. (laughs) Let's go with Flavor Flay. So about this time, there lived Jesus, a wise man, if indeed one ought to call him a man, for he was one who performed surprising deeds and was a teacher of such people as accept the truth gladly. He won over many Jews and many of the Greeks. He was the Christ. And when, upon the accusation of the principal men among us, Pilate had condemned him to a cross, those who had first come to love him did not cease. He appeared to them, spending a third day restored to life, for the prophets of God had foretold these things and a thousand other marvels about him. And the tribe of the Christians, so-called after him, has still to this day not disappeared. Now, so where did he go wrong? Well, where we went wrong is most, if not all, there's a couple of exceptions, view this, this Josephus excerpt as have, that has been manipulated through the years from Christian uh, interpreters, you know, from the language. They said they added some of these nuggets to what he said. So I'm going to give you a second version of what I just read on what most modern scholars do think is probably what he said. If you take out the Christian uh, excerpts where they manipulated what he said. I mean, just think, Phil, if you're in a war in 
you know, 1,200 or whatever, and Christianity is at stake, and you believe it in your mind, mm-hmm. and you're trying to prove it. Well, you take you could take something Josephus said and just add just a little bit and say, look, look I mean, he's, he said he was the Christ, you mm-hmm. know. Because so, when scholars look at everything Josephus said, they're like, he, he wouldn't have said this. Mm. So that's what I'm I'm telling you. So what what they can agree they they said he said he wouldn't something. have said this based on what? Just all his other writings and his belief and you know being consistent. So do they, they do they have old writings? I guess they do that you can read what Josephus said. Well, it's kind of like yes, but but when they they translate the you know we're talking about different languages. It's when you get to Jesus, they all start saying no. Well, they just took some liberties in the translation process, much like that has happened in the Bible. You, you, you see what a I'm lot getting of this at? Is, is manuscript evidence as well, and so we see differences in in manuscripts based on periods of time. You know, like for the the ending of of the Book of Mark, for example. Why would Constantine well, say? Well, let me to a guy go down there in the archives and figure out when Jesus showed up. He was converted. So Constantine turns to Jesus. He mm-hmm. says, go down there where they got them archives, and I want you to check out what year this, this the Savior I'm going to follow, what year did he show up? Well, the year he showed up was 2,000, yeah. 30 years ago. So, I mean, Constantine wanted to know. Well, what well the information he got was by some monk that went down there and checked into it, Right. And and we're still counting time by Jesus. It's, it's what I'm well, saying. Well, here's what I'm trying to explain: is there were many manuscripts of Josephus' historical writings, where the one I just read was only found in one, and they found it in Russia. It was like they had a lot of Josephus's writings, and this was found mm-hmm. amongst that. Mm-hmm. The other two I'm going to read. They were found in all of them, all over the world, and all these in, the, f- from the manuscripts being translation, being translated. Yeah, yeah, but you could, and you could have like we can say that Josephus, Josephus didn't. He may not have said that quote that Jace just read, but you st- we still would use other quotes to prove, you know, the the validity of the of the resurrection of Jesus. Right. You know, and the, other and exactly. The, the, yeah. The, I think y'all get my point. So let yeah. me read the one yeah. that say, here's probably what he said All is right. what the scholar of the same passage I just read. And you'll notice the subtle differences. So same quote, scholars got together, kind of like what they do when they're interpreting the Bible and said, based on everything he's ever written mm-hmm. on the subject, Here's probably what he said. Uh, Now, there was about this time Jesus, a wise man, for he was a doer of startling deeds, a teacher of such men as received the truth with joy. And he gained a following both among Jews and many Greeks in origin. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of the principal men among us, condemned him to the cross, those that loved him at the first did not forsake him, and the tribe of Christians so named from him are not extinct at this day. So basically, he took out the parts where he said he was the Christ. Yeah. And these profound statements, they were like, he wouldn't have said that. But it, just it, that some guy 2030 something years later or whatever, right, right around 2000 when that happened, 
for a guy like me, that's enough for me to know he was here. Yeah. Well, exactly. Absolutely. That's what I was yeah. getting to. So this whole thing about Jesus doesn't exist. Yeah. The atheists are running around. They never heard. I never heard of him, and I went to college for eight years. Right. No one ever said Jesus did anything. Right. It's I, like he didn't exist. I, but right. I would. Yeah. I would. I would say the. the I would. I don't think anyone in like a serious academic area would say that Jesus didn't exist. People have said that. Like, but that's not the consensus of New Testament scholarship, even among those who aren't believers in Jesus, they, they at least say that he existed. I mean, that's... So are you saying I mean, I, no, some people, are, they know better than that? Oh, yeah, Phil. Yeah, there's like he, he margin, there's marginal groups. There's marginal uh, groups that have, have risen up that have tried to contest the validity of Jesus's existence, but that is not ever penetrated like academia no, in any form or fashion. It's never had any traction at all. all never. Right. You, you so can't. what else, Jay? I mean, Okay, so these are the two that everyone agrees, the, the modern scholar, believers or not, that are like legitimate. They're found in all the manuscripts on Josephus's various writings of mm -hmm. history. All right, so I'm just going to read an excerpt here. It says, in the Antiquities of the Jews, uh, book 20, chapter 9, if you want to look it up, J Josephus refers to the stoning of James, the brother of Jesus, mm. uh, James the Just, Jesus. by order of whatever this guy's name is, uh, who was a Herodian, Herodian era high priest. Mm -hmm. uh, and let me get to the quote. The James referred to in this passage is most likely, uh, well, I don't have the quote here. I thought I'd take a picture of the quote. But anyway, so what it says is the translations of Josephus' writing into other languages have at times included passages that are not found in the Greek text, which is that, that first one. They, they just had one. Mm -hmm. But in this one, and I read it. I, I thought I took a picture of it, but I didn't. And it's basically going through what happens when James was martyred. Mm -hmm. But he referred to him as the brother of Jesus who people viewed as the Christ is, is right. what, what the basic quote is. This would have been James the Elder in Acts 15. Yeah, no, or, yeah. 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 James, Jesus' half-brother. Right, yeah. who wrote the book of James. Mm -hmm. But it gets to the end. It says, this passage on James is found in all manuscripts, mm -hmm. including the Greek, te Greek text. So, so there's that one. Uh, so then there's another one about John the Baptist. So that was the one in Jesus that there was the other one that was a lot of controversy about, but the one saying James, who was the brother and he, you know, who everyone viewed as the Christ who it was kind of had some of the similar things who mm -hmm. Jew, both Jews and Gentiles followed, but then it was more about James, but it was just a reference in there that, and it was done in a way where I, to your point, Phil, it was like, well, why would you make that up? It, you see what I mean? Oh, sure. it, it, it's it's just a very small reference. Let me just tell a big is, lie, and I know it's a lie. On who his brother yeah. was. Yeah. So the one on John the Baptist, I, and the reason just I— because his brother, to be honest, in the moment was was far more famous. I mean, like, Jesus had died, but James was a pillar of, in Jerusalem, of Jerusalem and of the church, and, and he, everybody he, knew he is, him. Would, would have been absolutely on Josephus's radar. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that, look. To tell you the truth, yeah. after doing all this study, I was more excited about what I'm fixing to read to you, even though it wasn't about Jesus, it was about John the Baptist, but because it was another thing that's in all the manuscripts yeah. that every, all scholars say, okay, this historian from that era, this is what he said about John the Baptist. 
and I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to end up having to follow this Jesus if we keep this up, because y'all, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Y'all are saying he was maybe here, and we're just sitting here saying, no, wait. Well, pretty well. I think my point's going to be God chose us to follow him through faith. You, you're never, you know, I mean, the greatest evidence is what we're doing, going through the Gospels. Because the more I go through the Gospels, that was really the evidence yeah. uh, that trumped all evidence to right. me. To me, yeah. looking at Jesus's character from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, yeah. after a while, I just thought, "Oh, oh no, he—it's—it's he, it's divine." He's here. You, yeah, it is. yeah. There's and, a divine happening through faith yeah. and read, reading this. But I mean, going back to going back to Zach's point is that w this is not comparable to other documents in antiquity, even of the same period, because. This has been wrung out more than any other document in human history. Oh, no doubt. And it has stood its yeah. ground. That is correct. Yeah. That's and, my point, And Phil. the takeaway on, on people like Josephus is they don't counter any of the facts. They verify the facts. I just wanted to see yeah. the documentation, if any. Well, I'm giving you the, some a little bit in a time, yeah. Same yeah. time frame yeah. that this was going on. All right, let yeah. me read this. Well, what, so well, this. Hold on. What was that? Hold on. What was that line again, Larry? I'll say that one more time. What you just said. They don't. Uh, what they, they verify the facts. They don't. Well, they they sub they they verify they they add validity to the facts that we have in this document. They don't. De yeah. They're not countering. The facts that we read here. Yeah, that's my point. They yeah. bear witness to it. I Even read though, nothing last night that I thought, oh, yeah. this didn't no. happen. It was in contrast. But it, it wasn't like his agenda was not showing people that Jesus is the Christ. He just... He's chronicling he, history. He's chronicling history. And you see James, you see John the Baptist. Right. James had a brother named Jesus. And I do. that's why I made the big point that what everybody uses as a Josephus reference to his view on Christ, right. that first one I read, uh -huh. I don't think that one is valid. I think Christians through the years manipulated what he said. I, I believe the scholars. Adding adding an explicit statement like, yeah. and like, he is the Christ. Yeah, you don't have that's, to add that. You don't have to do there. that. The fact yeah. that he was here, and, and I, yeah. I'm not being closed-minded. I'm like, the scholars yeah. looked at it and said, no, he didn't yeah. say that. Well, this 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 is like the Apocrypha. This is like the infancy gospels and, and all of these things. And so you have these four ecumenical councils who are deciding what is scripture and what is not, what has authoritative voice and what does not. And and that whole process, you know, starting in three twenty five with the Council of Nicaea and going through and even before then, it was the Muratorian Council or uh, canon in, in one eighty AD. I mean, this scripture is closed so fast. Uh, and, Very I mean, quickly. It, it really, yeah. really is. What are you going to say, Zach? Uh, uh, yeah, but I, cause I think when you when you hear like Josephus or you read his writings, the, it's it's not. If I if I were to read the first quote, I would that that's actually more skeptical to me because why would he be advocating for the for exactly. the, Jesus being the right. Christ if he wasn't a Christian? And I think right. it's. What his, what his writings bring to the table, along with others, is it's extra biblical. His agenda is not the same agenda as the apostles, but yet there's still these nuggets in his writings that, that help us see the validity of it. Another one, that, before you get into the one on John the Baptist, that has nothing to do with Christianity at all, but just gives us a glimpse in the Jewish culture, is he writes about the testimony of women mm -hmm. in one of his writings. And I don't have it in front of me, but um, it's he basically says that the testimony of a woman is 
completely invalid and it, it's like that of a dog and you it, it could never be admissible in a court right. or in public opinion like you just completely yeah. dismiss the testimony of women so when when historical scholars go back and look at the the evidence of the resurrection they 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 have these things called embarrassing details mm-hmm. one of them is that women discovered the empty tomb and yeah. the, the idea is if you look at Josephus's writings on and, and it with gives us a glimpse in the Jewish culture there's no way if you're if you're in this time period and you're going to make up a story about Jesus being raised from the dead, you're just going to make it up. There's no way that anybody in their right mind would say, "Let's have two women be the ones that discover the empty tomb." Very, very. That's first. not how you're going to yeah. make it up. Yeah. You're, so true. they so yeah. his his writings are used in not just evidence that Jesus was here and some of these things. It's also we can read his writings and get a glimpse into Jewish culture. And then when we go back and look at the gospel accounts, we're like, man, why would they have made that? If they were making it up, why would they have put that mm-hmm. in there? Right. That wouldn't make any sense. Oh, I've used that same illustration. And before. if God wanted to hire Josephus, he'd have hired him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, he did hire him, apparently. Or he could have converted. Let's take another break. So, good point, Zach. Which, by the way, women were the... So, in that context... Only women saw the death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah, like were the same women. Yeah, or saw each, act. and they were the first ones to do it. That's right. Exactly. I mean, there's a message somewhere in there that God is for everybody, and mm-hmm. He's liberated everybody on Freedom purpose. In Christ, everything the is, is on here. purpose. I mean, yeah. we're going back to the same message. Don't start bad mouthing womanhood. That's exactly. Right. I mean, That's right. Jesus was champion of that. Mm-hmm. Now I think and don't this, hit him in the head with golf balls either. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. So you have to go me, listen to every time to get that, that the story, most guys. encouraging <laughs> excerpt out of Josephus's writing, in my opinion, based on three hours of what I read on the internet, is what I'm fixing to read. Okay. To me, I thought, now this is encouraging. This was worth three hours. This was worth. I got read. one That's nugget why commissioned I by your bring father. You on board. Yeah, one nugget. <laughs> but I knew you would search. Here it is. This is the best thing I came up with. It. Josephus wrote that almost all modern scholars agree on of people, whether they believe in Jesus or not, they said this seems a legitimately a historical reference that we can feel good about. Mm-hmm. So here it is. This is the actual excerpt translated into English. Now, some of the Jews thought that the destruction of Herod's army came from God. And that, very justly, as a punishment of what he did against John, that was called the Baptist. Mm. For Herod slew him, who was a good man, who was deemed a good man. Herod, who feared—now, there was some more writing in between that, but I'm skipping to this part. Herod, who feared lest the great influence John had over the people, might put put it into his power and inclination to raise a rebellion. Accordingly, he was sent a prisoner out of Herod's suspicious temper to uh, somebody named here. I've cut it off in my photo. But it was the castle I before mentioned and was there put to death. So he had heard that story that, that is, you know, in the 
is it in all the Gospels? Uh, John the Baptist is at least two where he was beheaded. Right. Yeah, uh, it's actually in all three. So I'm sorry I was struggling there. I took this picture. It was hard for me to get all that Mm -hmm. on the picture, and I cut off a couple of the words there, so I couldn't pronounce wherever this castle was. But uh, so that, you know, when I read that, it's pretty well exactly what happened in the the Gospels from somebody a million miles away. You know, it wasn't not a million miles away, but he was just, he had heard about what had happened, and so he shared it, and was a witness to and the his, historical he, And he ended up with Herod's mindset, but the Bible brings that up. Well, right. He was writing about the wars going on and Herod and, you know, this guy John cropped up and he basically had a little paragraph in there about, you know, some of some of their views thought this has you're taking every, on. This has everything to do with what is happening here in Luke 9 and the way Luke is doing this story is because he brings up Herod and it goes back to who people say I am. Well, the, some say that you're John the Baptist come back to life. Well, Herod hears about this and is like, what? Yeah, I exactly. thought I eliminated that guy, cut, cut his head off. Head off. My yeah. thinking and is John is always like, "I'm your Huckleberry," yeah. you know. <laughs> John is saying Herod was afraid, and all these rulers yeah. would rise and fall. Yeah, Herod, any t- any time you said anything to start drawing an audience. Yeah, when you start drawing audiences back in that day, your life was on was hanging there, right out in front of everybody. Yeah, right. I mean, they, they don't like these crowds say what? What are they saying? You know, they basically say, go kill them all. Right. That's yeah. one empire after the other, by the way, which all of them, not, they're all gone now. So Herod figures out that John the Baptist is the, the Elijah spoken of in that last prophecy in Malachi and that Jesus is the fulfillment of that, and that's what that's what Luke is bringing out in this tri- transfiguration. Matthew and Mark and Luke all are in this moment, and that's why there's Moses here and there's Elijah here. Is all of this messianic mm. prophecy is coming to a head, and that's why they're talking about the Exodus. And you're, I mean, he's coming into when he's that that to tell us the moment on the cross when everything is finished. It is finished. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and all things are complete. Well, Jay said that's that's what I wanted to hear. So. <laughs> well, there you go. So <laughs> I, I love the way he does research. You said he just he just this. flips that lure out there and it goes kerplop. And you when we were kids, and... Larry, he would say he'd say, "Jay, grab that tub of fish down there." And Jace would do it, and then he'd say, boy, look how strong he is. Yeah. Boy, look at that muscle. He's a like, muscle. So, he got more muscles for a 14-year-old Reinforcing, boy. reinforcing yeah. messages. Out as a bull. Out as a bull. Yeah. Boy, he's not going to have a problem you're getting just, a date. And you're starting to shake like an old yeah. man getting in the tub. I watched Greg Epinette. <laughs> yeah. You know, he went down there and wanted to show me how strong he was. He picked up one of them tubs with 100 pounds of buffalo in them and staggered up a muddy bank. Yeah, but I was saying, I tell you what, you talking about a bull? That yeah. Joker, that Santa, where you could just hear him. He just, he just. Was. And now today, he's probably at a chiropractor as we speak. Yeah, he's been hurting. Yeah. Ever since. yeah, I feel like that. Uh, that whatever that move is, Phil has has been passed on to all of the oh. next generation. It's, we use that, the same. So tool. Can we say? Yeah. Can we say with validity? that what the Bible says, when this Bible was written, being put together, which was amazing, you know, how many, 40 people? 
40, yeah, plus. 40, yeah. 40 plus people yeah. put this together. And when you get to historical writers and they put give enough information of what you just read, that's enough for me to say, oh, he was here. Well, the, people even outside or, the Bible says he or, was here. Or people who don't believe the validity of this, the conspiracy just got a little bigger. You know, yeah. it's, it's like you, yeah. you have to challenge the validity of the Bible and people who didn't have an action. You know, and almost every archaeologist uses the Bible just as a book of antiquity. To find towns. To find towns and oh, to find yeah. places. In fact, Dad, the one yeah. thing I found, I didn't commit three hours to it. I committed about 15 minutes. But I did find Josephus linked to the Transfiguration as to where it was, because the this article I read was talking about the location. I read of the mountain. You read. I read that. But That's what the preacher I, was saying. And then Josephus, still, it just said he backed up what some of the early Christian leaders from say 150 forward thought that this mountain was the place. Right. And so, so that was the only reference I found to Josephus. In the that, I read that too, but I felt like they were still just looking around at mountains, thinking this works. Right. So the only know, reason uh, anybody's talking about Josephus is because it bears witness to the Bible. That's right. Oh, exactly. That's that's the takeaway here. I wanted to know but, what he had yeah. to say yeah. about what was going on yeah. in the time it, frame it, it 2,000 refute, years ago. It bears witness to the fact, and all other yeah. ancillary extra-biblical writings do the same thing. But my whole point, Phil, is that even it's like the, the story that we started off about the revolution, him feeding the 5,000. Well, then we we don't go very far, and Al preached on this at some point, but they they came, they were wanting that, they were wanting another miracle, and, mm -hmm. and he rebukes, I'm not sure, that, that's in John's account, I yeah. think, in John yeah. 6. And uh, so we don't, we got to be careful that we're not trying to prove this to people, because a lot of people, they'll just say, well, we're, you know, I'll believe in God, where's the miracle? All he's got to do is... Is give me a yeah. miracle, yeah. Right. You know, oh, it, yeah. So it's, it's like Peter, it, just it's like just, the guy offering a million dollars or whatever it is. I don't know what it's up to now, but yeah. you know, if you can do a miracle, you know, yeah. he'll give you a million dollars. Yeah. Just and he sends out his address. Just show us the Father, whatever. and that'll be enough for us. Well, Jason's referring you to, the, to the John <laughs> account the of feeding the five thousand. Yeah. He had just fed them. Yeah, and then they come back and they said, "Well, you know, Moses gave our forefathers manna from heaven. <laughs> what miraculous shines that would yeah. show us? Yeah. You know that that yeah. you're really who you say right. you are." And it's right. like, "Duh! I just fed five thousand yeah. yesterday." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's they're like in the upper room and just show us the Father. And that'll be enough. And he's like, how can you say that? Yeah. You've been with me three years. How can you even begin to say, show me the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. I got something to say about the the Internet and, and research and all of that. You know, Jesus said, to much who is given, much is required. The fact that we live in this time and have access to the Internet, we have got yeah. more access to to theological libraries, every seminary, all of that. We we don't we used to live in the information age. Now we live in the misinformation age. Yeah. We have to be very careful kind of to look at the sources that we're looking at. That's true. But we have every tool available to us that has never existed in any other period of time. If you want to know the truth, Jesus said, seek and you'll find. If you yep. knock, yep. you know, it's going to be opened. If you're, if I never look for anything, 
I'm never going to find it. I, I think that's a, a key point. And, and, and Jace, you'd mentioned it earlier because I've done, I've dove pretty deep into the Christian apologetics and evidences. You guys remember back in the day, I teach that at White's Ferry Road when we were back in Louisiana, but there is a, there's an evidence of Christ that supersedes. And it, I think it is a supernatural, it transcends all of the, all of the extra biblical arguments. And it, to me, it's, it's, it's encapsulated in Philippians two. Like when you, when you think about like just the message and the, the, just who God is, you know, Christ who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be grasped, made himself nothing, taking on the nature of a servant, the whole, like that whole thing to me, like the greatest evidence is just who God is himself. And I think that's the, when you guys are mentioning that about they are saying, give us the manna from heaven. You know, they, we got manna from heaven and uh, when we were in, in, in the wilderness, give us that. John 6, Jesus is like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I am the manna from heaven. Like, it's me. I came down from heaven. Feed on me. It's it's And Larry, you do a great job of pointing to the person of Jesus. But, I mean, you just can't get away from the person of Jesus. The Jews had the law. They had the scriptures. They had everything. And Jesus said, you study the scriptures diligently, and by them you think you're saved, but you miss me. I think it's all pointing back to a per, to the person of Christ, who the fullness of God dwells in in, in his body, and dwelt in his body. And and I, I, to me, that I don't I don't need. I love the evidences. I love it, but man, to me, there's something supernatural, spirit led, spirit revealed about the nature of God in Jesus that supersedes everything else that we can ever, ever talk about. He is the complete about. revelation of God. Which is why God, the Very voice good. said, listen to him. Yeah. I mean, it's hard yeah. to listen is what I've learned just from studying with people and, yeah. you know, arguing with different religions. And, you know, it, it's just very, it's very difficult because we all as humans think we know everything or think we right. got it right. Or So I wanted to use another example of what y'all are saying in the same light. It's even like when he said, after he predicted his death and his burial and his resurrection, when he told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily. And you will even see people take that where they'll deny themselves and sacrifice on a daily basis, but they'll do it so that somehow in their mind, they're like, look at what I did. Right. Well, but you're, if you have that attitude, you're still elevating yourself. You're not denying yourself in that. Exactly. You're like, look how much I denied myself. Yeah. But the very fact that you're saying that is now elevating yourself right. because you denied yourself. The very fact that you have a cross means that you don't live anymore. Exactly. I've been crucified yeah. with Christ. It's not me who lives, that, but Christ. That's where I was going with that. When he, so yeah. when, my point is, the reason it says, listen to him, when he says, if anyone would come after me, and if he would take up his cross daily and follow me. And then when he says, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me, it, it's not just that I'm asking you to live this horrible, sacrificial, painful, difficult life, because a lot of people right. do. And then they say, well, look, I must be great, because look how much I've, I've given up. But it's for Jesus, which is why he says, listen to him, which is why when we get to the end, when he starts going through the cost, People, it makes people feel real uncomfortable because he takes things that are very important and that are not wrong. You know, the guy, the first guy said, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus is like, well, I don't have a house. Yeah. So are you sure? Yeah. 
And because then people, that makes people uncomfortable. They're like, well, what are you saying? That, that uh, yeah. something wrong with having a house? You know, yeah. then it's like the next guy's like, well, let me, you know, I'll follow you, but let me go uh, bury, bury my father. My father. Mm -hmm. Well, now who in their right mind would think that's a, that's a, you know, we say, oh, oh, I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and what Jesus said, hey, let the dead bury their own dead. We ain't got time for that. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden, and, you know, and then the last yeah. one, when it's like, well, let me go say goodbye to my family. Yeah. Well, yeah. who's going to say something's wrong with that? Yeah. He's like. Take all the time you don't put your hand to the plow and look back. I mean, just, and, and he, whoever does that is not fit for the kingdom of heaven, man. I mean, it's such a yeah. profound Woo. statement. Yeah. But And we know that when, yeah. which our whole point is today, once you start really listening to what he's saying, you're like, no, he's got to be the center yeah. of everything. And yeah. my attitude toward my family and the people that have died and where I live and Nothing wrong with any of these things, but it, there's a filter and there's a focus. When when God said, "Listen to Him," you're like, "When in everything, right. th this yeah. is my message to you." It's that an embodied. Seem like Jesus isn't too big on uh, excuses. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. not big on excuses. And you notice when somebody gets trapped in something, they want to start blaming everybody yeah. except looking at themselves and seeing mm -hmm. how they compare with Jesus. That's the kind of stuff he's talking about right here. That's exactly He does right. not put up with it. Well, that's why I jumped to the end, because if you just take that paragraph on its own, you're kind of missing. It does seem kind of crazy. Yeah. But when you look at it in light of what's just happened, you're like, okay, okay, this is yeah. this is not going to necessarily be easy. Putting my faith in Jesus, people people are like, oh yeah, I'll follow you. You know, and I've said this before: is that is that we ask a lot of times we ask Jesus to follow us, yeah, <laughs> in right. in our life, and He says, no, it's not going to work that way. You want to follow me? You're going to take up your cross, and we're we're probably going to march up this hill, and we're all going to die. Uh, you know, and we we tend to think that if Christ is going to become our life, our life is going to be somehow different than his. Yeah. And he says over and over, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. It, if oh, they hated me, they're going to hate you. No servant or is above their master. Right. And Jesus just tells us. The idea that somebody's going to be easier is not true. All right, we're out of time. Uh, Larry, it's always a pleasure having you on the podcast. Great to be here. You're hang around. We're going to do a little bit of overtime. Okay. Uh, and then uh, if you want to follow us over there, it's blazetv.com slash unashamed. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.